book, Make It Hallmark. My name is Patty, and I'm here with Shingai. Hi! Welcome everyone to our 12 Days of Christmas episode 1. As you guys know, this past weekend, Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries released the first weekend of our Countdown to Christmas and our Miracles of Christmas set of movies. And I have to say, without really hyping it, it was pretty good. It was a good, good start. I'm surprised. <laughs> Compared to last year's kind of a mess of a first weekend, I think this one is really good bringing out all the stops and we're excited to share that with you. So unlike our usual episodes where we discuss five movies following a theme, because we are on a time crunch here with the 40 movies coming out this season, <laughs> we're going to do 12 episodes across the next couple of weeks wherein we tackle three to four movies per episode. And we're going to do it a bit differently than our regular episodes because we're going to discuss three different aspects to the movie. So we'll first cover the seasonal tropes. Of course, that's the plot of the movie and just how hallmarky uh, this gets. And then we'll move on to our mistletoe moment the chemistry of our lead stars and then we we wrap it all up with the holiday feels and just how Christmassy this made us feel despite it being October <laughs> we haven't even <laughs> hit Halloween and we're already feeling the Christmas love our rating system is also a bit different for these next 12 episodes so the highest possible rating that a movie can get would be called warm by the fire who doesn't want to snuggle up by the fire even if we both live on the equator and then midway there would be something called merrily mediocre and i'm telling you a lot of the hallmark movies this i'm just preempting it this season will definitely be will fall here and hopefully hopefully none of them fall under north pole no you know being so chilly that we're just like, it's a no from us. Last year, we had a lot of North Pole no's, and we definitely do not want that this year. So fingers crossed for a good fingers holiday crossed. season. Fingers crossed. Yeah, let's hope, for a, let's hope for a good Christmas countdown this year. We can't wait for you to celebrate Christmas with us, <laughs> watching all 40 movies. <laughs> We, we've been tweeting channels. About, exactly. And we've been tweeting about it on our social media. So uh, please follow us on at ButMakeItHallmark on Instagram and at MakeItHallmark on Twitter because you have a limit on the characters you have on your username <laughs> there. So a bit confusing, but we hope you guys will follow along. So let's jump right in. We have four movies to cover this episode. We start off with Countdown to Christmas's maiden voyage into holiday season with Jingle Bell Bride. And my goodness, was I excited to hear about this. Jingle Bell Bride stars Julie Gonzalo and Ronnie Rowe Jr. And it tells a story of a wedding planner who ends up in a remote Alaskan town and falls in love with its Christmas pageantry, as well as the local man helping her find a rare flower. Brides come to us because we can make their every whim a reality. The wedding's in eight days. Get me those flowers. An unexpected detour to Alaska. Which way to the terminal? <laughs> There's no terminal. Take care. Could be fate. How long are you two been together? We're not, no. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Ching Guy. I, obviously, we are both fans of Julie Gonzalo and have loved her in whatever she comes out in, especially after the little discovery we found out about her and who she's dating in real life. But maybe we shouldn't divulge that. It's her secret to tell. <laughs> Yes. What? <laughs> but it's always so nice to see her. And 
I think just coming with the plot of a New York City wedding planner going up to Alaska and having to take that slower pace of life, all the people coming together in the town, we get Northern Lights, we get Alaska, we get a town festival, we get the super like wound up girl having to really slow down because obviously she's stuck there and she somehow can't get a flight back. I liked it. I knew it was predictable on so many different levels. You know where this is ending. But in Julie Gonzalo's skilled hands, I thought it was really good. I love Julie Gonzalo, but I also, you know, maybe I even, I loved Ronnie Rowe Jr. even more. Because he was a revelation to me in this in this movie. He plays a botanist, so that doesn't come up ever. And I loved the way he played it. Very like Will Smith. I, I read that he played like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in theater when he was in high school or something. So yeah, makes sense. I love how casual they treated their characters in this movie. It was just a lot of fun. I love how she was like a fish out of water going from, you know, big city wedding planning to Alaska. So in, in that regard, it's like the proposal, but make it Hallmark where, you know, <laughs> she's like in the sticks. <laughs> I loved it. I love Jingle Bell Bride. <laughs> Me too. Warm by the fire for sure on the tropes. And their chemistry. Their chemistry was through the roof. What's amazing about this is that they did not actually play it romantically from the very beginning. It wasn't a love at first sight kind of thing. Instead, they kind of really built on that friendship of this guy helping her out. You know, this this guy who's like, you know, I, I, took, I chose to come back home having been in New York as well and having been you know, living the, you know, as usual, the big city dreams. But you're right, Ronnie Rowe Jr. is just amazing. He needs to be in more things. Obviously, we have to say this, the diversity, the interracial couple as the start to the season is such a good call. And I was afraid it was a bit of like a tokenism of them trying to just, you right. know, do this token, diverse, racial, interracial couple. But they played it so well. He's so charming. He's so adorable. He's so handsome. And I need more of them. I think every time, obviously, standout scene is them having a meaningful conversation as they look up at the fucking northern lights. <laughs> but overall, like the way he obviously was interested in her and... He was holding back because, duh, you know, she's a big city girl and she will go back to the big city. I thought that was really sweet. They had great chemistry. They danced in a in the dance and like anytime he carries that crate of flowers for her, ah, uh, chivalry is not dead. I love it. He totally swept me off my feet in this movie and I like how Hallmark did like the standard Hallmarky things, but they turned it on its head. So usually in, in Christmas, you have the baking scene where they're making Christmas cookies. But because he's a botanist and because she's like out in Alaska looking for the jingle bell flower, <laughs> they did that part <laughs> while clipping flowers and making floral arrangements. So, you know, that that's it doesn't have to be the same thing over and over again. So this totally presents like a new Hallmark to us. So good call in making this the very first one and I, I really hope that it's a sign of things to come. Agreed. Overall, obviously, mistletoe moment, their chemistry is through the roof on fire. This is a hot, hot, hot by the fire. They are so good together. I want a sequel. Except, yeah! Like, I want to know because I want to know what happens like when they're in New York yes. together. I right? Think so we see them we see them in Alaska, then we see we see them in New York. I think that's the biggest deal for me. Like overall holiday feels of this is just through the roof because I was super skeptical, but also hopeful, like like I mentioned, over the diversity. But it really did not disappoint. It's such a level up from last year's Christmas debut. 
and hopefully a really good omen for the things to come. More than the diversity in our the bride she was planning for, the bridezilla quote unquote was an Asian. Who I think was she playing Vietnamese because her parents looked like they were Asian. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she's a celebrity. Neither here nor there. All those details I don't really care about. The grand, the auntie was sweet. The auntie of Ronnie Rowe Jr. was sweet. The mm. townspeople were kind, and like I didn't mind seeing more of them. So this is huge. Because in the end, rather than her going back to the small city, he goes to the big city. What? (laughs) It's everything we want. It's like every episode of this podcast, we've been begging for this. More diversity, (laughs) more big city. And they just, they gave it to us on a silver platter with the beautiful Julie and Ronnie Rowe Jr. (laughs) What more can we ask for? (laughs) I think I just want to call one last scene when he obviously does not pack her charger. He finds a charger for her and she kind of leaps into his arms and you're expecting it to be an almost kiss. But I'm glad they didn't. They were restrained and they pulled back because obviously it was so early on in the friendship. So I love those little like droplets of like, we're showing physical chemistry, but we're also like realistic about this, that they just met. And obviously it's been like, what, two days? They can't fall in love yet. So it was really nicely paced, you know? Speaking of physical, you know, getting physical, the almost kiss moment here was when she was like reaching for something on a shelf and she can't reach it and he comes from behind and reaches it for her. <laughs> and like, it's cliche, but I haven't seen it in Hallmark. I think they did it so, so well. They did it so well. Overall, Ginger snaps. <laughs> like, ginger snaps. Ginger snaps all around. The warmest by the fire. We are so happy. How can we top this? I don't know. Jingle Bell Bride wins the Jingle Bell Princess movie in my heart. In my heart, indeed. <laughs> So from one destination, we move on to a next Christmas destination in our second movie, Chateau Christmas, starring Merritt Patterson and Luke McFarlane. World-famous pianist Margot returns to Chateau Neuhaus for Christmas. While there, she reunites with her ex-boyfriend Jackson, who convinces her to headline their annual Christmas concert. My playing has lost passion. Uh, Excuse me. Jackson. Margot. Jackson asked Margot to play in the Christmas concert because apparently the headliner got sick. Might be great for you to play for the pure joy of it. We're talking about the seasonal tropes, and I think the way Chateau Christmas did it was it, it had all the standard fare. It had like the Christmas wrapping, Christmas tree lighting. <laughs> but what I like about this movie is that it doesn't set it in a small town, it sets it in a lush hotel, which is more, you know, it, it, it's more modern, it's more my kind of thing. They made this movie for me, I feel. So I love that they set it in the chateau and everything revolves around there. Usually when we have music movies, and we just did that music episode where... No thank you. We, <laughs> we just said no thank you to all the movies. Yeah, music can be a little touchy touchy subject when it comes to Hallmark movies but I think they did it well because she wasn't a country singer she was a pianist and he he played the cello and you know he he's more professional he was in academia all of that so I think it just like put an air of sophistication I think uh, as, as far as Hallmark can go in sophistication <laughs> I it just upped it a little more than what I expected but I like how they're putting together this concert and they're they're excess but they're working together to to produce a good concert and they work together to find this quartet that they've been, they've admired, right? And they, they get all the players from this quartet 
to join them in the concert. And it feels like Begin Again, where, you know, they're very scrappy, talking to each uh, musician one by one. So ap- apart from the love story, we also get this other layer, which isn't complicating things, at least for me. It, I think that it just meshed well. It, they, they wove the two storylines pretty well together. Overall, I feel like this is a movie that like puts you in the Christmas mood, elevates it a little bit, but does it in a very pure and wholesome way. Wholesome is a great adjective for this movie. Obviously, this is Hallmark we're talking about. Everything is wholesome. And yet, I think this pushes that needle a bit more towards wholesomeness. There was this air, even like their chemistry, our mistletoe moment for them. Luke McFarlane is hot. Merrick Patterson is beautiful. And you know they liked each other. Obviously, they're exes, right? But there was somehow this chasteness to it. They yeah, held, there was no sizzle. There's no sizzle. They held hands a lot, which I love. Yeah. I am all for the hand holding. But you kind of wanted the piece of like, we're holding hands because we can't do much more, but we want to do much more. This one felt like they were okay with just holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> which is fine. Uh, yeah, very movie. high school. <laughs> which is okay as well. I think my bar for movies is just so low that <laughs> I was just so incredibly like impressed by this and Meredith Patterson's beautiful hair. I, I still liked it even despite its wholesomeness. Like, did I want them to make out a bit more? Yeah, of course. I like seeing two good people come together in love. <laughs> there was no like bitchiness. There was no a little underlying tension between the two of them, but not enough to make them hostile towards each other. I just I appreciate the wholesomeness. I don't think it's a point against this movie. I think it's a point for it. So it's something that maybe like grandparents can watch with their oh, sure. grandchildren. Yeah. For sure. I guess I would just say and I say this with the biggest compliment I would say relative to all the movies that I saw this weekend this would probably be the movie with the least quote-unquote chemistry even if they they had it in spades they really did Mm -hmm. it's just that I Mm -hmm. felt like the other movies kind of brought it more that it yeah unfortunately if I were to compare it it would not rank very high we're grading by a curve right now this was a really strong start to the Hallmark series of Christmas movies. And just because this one ranks a little low, Among the Four doesn't make it a bad movie. Agree. Agree, agree, mm-hmm. agree. So yeah, I would say merrily mediocre overall for the holiday feels. Same. Because it's, it's a perfectly benign movie, which is totally enjoyable any other day of the week, except that they slated it in between three other movies that kind of had me just, like, beating my chest for, like... Right. I, I don't know. So I hate that I'm giving this a low, lower, quote-unquote, grade because it really deserves so much more. But it's just tough that it's on a curve. So, so, so sorry, Chateau Christmas. We really enjoyed... I really enjoyed you. I would say that, you know, this, despite it's being benign, it's not a manicure movie. It's you, not. You pay, attention the, you pay attention the whole time, and that's saying a lot for Hallmark. Agree. So it would be the highest on the mediocre scale. Just like uh-huh. a little bit more, and it would have made it to Warm by the Fire. When we come back, we're going to move from Hallmark Channel to Hallmark Movies and Mysteries with the next two movies in our review. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. So we've already discussed the first two movies for this weekend. 
And we're now moving on to Hallmark Movies and Mysteries uh, offer for their debut to Miracles of Christmas. So again, we came to Hallmark Movies and Mysteries late, maybe like just in the past two years. And they have been a gem of a channel. So I'm hoping they saved Christmas last year. I'm hoping they do the same this year. And we start off with their maiden offer of Christmas Tree Lane starring Alethea Witt and none other than the king of Hallmark, Andrew Walker. Whew, get ready guys. So Meg wants to save her neighborhood from getting demolished. She then discovers that Nate has other plans. Can she turn Nate's heart towards Christmas? Good morning. Good morning, Meg. They're tearing down Christmas Tree Lane. Christmas Tree Lane is more than just a street. We could bring people together to save this place. Today's your lucky day. Ah! I like this guy. Wow. We have a shot at something special. Chingay and I are obviously fanning ourselves already, and it is no surprise that he delivers. He plays Nate, a big city boy, who's here to quote-unquote ruin a small-town girl's street, by, but actually he wants to help her out, and I thought that was a quite a nice spin to the usual big developer wanting to mess up. When we've seen that, we've seen that plotline so many times in so many Christmas movies and in so many Hallmark movies that it's sort of refreshing. Obviously, they couldn't make Andrew Walker evil. He will never be evil. He looked great in his three-piece suits trying to help Alicia with save the city and save the street. And I thought that was really nice. Obviously, it's another Christmas musical movie and we get Alicia with singing because she owns a music store and she's there lending him like record players and teaching him about the sound of music and playing the piano for him and just overall impressing him. Interestingly, he obviously has like a lot of Christmas feelings. So it's, it's a nice dichotomy to him because she's the one who starts, she's the one who lives in the small town with the small street, but she's also like very like, I guess, grinchy about Christmas in a way. But then he is the big city guy who's here to ruin Christmas for her, but he's the one who loves the sprinkles in his coffee and is there to like live life. And you know, so it was quite interesting how if you thought this movie was one thing, it was another because they were kind of pulling off different tropes to this one. They were trying to put things on its head, which I liked in a confused way, but I liked it. It's Andrew Walker. You can't not like it. Even the start of this movie was interesting in that it felt like a real movie. So Christmas Tree Lane has been around since 1903. And, and so the, the movie starts out with like flashback photos, sepia photos, you know, of the, of the store of Alicia Witt's family through the years. And that's a theme that we take like from start to end where they try to revive the street by letting people now experience what it was like in its heyday. I just like how it's surprising that Nate yeah, isn't the bad guy here. In fact, like there has no bad guy bone in his body. <laughs> He's a good guy from start to end. And you see it. Andrew Walker sometimes plays like arrogant, and he's not arrogant at all here at all. He plays the nice guy as well as he plays the arrogant guy. Let's be honest, it's Andrew Walker. We're just gonna say yes to everything he does. <laughs> it's a complete yes. Their chemistry is quite good. I have nothing against Alethea Witt, and I'm sure she she brought her own to this, but I just couldn't take my eyes off Andrew Walker. He can do no wrong. His hair was perfect in this movie. His suits were perfect in this movie. Every scene, I was just dying on the inside and the outside because he looked so good. And you're right, he was so pure. He was so pure, like a boy on Christmas Day. I like how he handled his quote-unquote bad dad. He was so blatant in his 
like of Alicia with, of Meg, that, like, how can you fault him for just being upfront? He wanted to hang out with her. He kept coming back to the store. Any reason to be around her? You texted me because we were messaging about this because we were just, like, going gaga over it. Of In the, the Filipino saying, pag may gusto may paraan, when, when there's a will, there's a way. He made it work. She was a bit vanilla. You know, but he just brought it for me. The halo of Andrew cast a light of every, on everything else in this movie. Perfection. If it were any other guy, mm. if it weren't Andrew Walker, mm. this he would be a little creepy, mm. you know? Like, he just keeps showing up. <laughs> it's like he likes her so much, I mean... <laughs> but it's so, like, But it's him, so it works. And like, if he showed up at my door, if he kept texting me, if he kept calling me, if he showed up at my work, then... We'd be married. I would, I would yeah. <laughs> Game over. Mm-hmm. Andrew Walker, how can we say no to you? Overall, obviously, this is warm, warm, warm by the fire for me. And I, I hate to rank it that way because, again, if it was anyone but Andrew, it would probably be merrily mediocre for me, honestly. But thank God for him because he saved himself. He was in two movies last year that were both kind of just middling. One of them even a complete North Pole no for me. But this year, he comes back and he shows us why he's the king of Hallmark and the king of my heart. I really enjoyed this. Even if it had even if it had children and singing. Because like those are things I don't like. But Andrew just makes you see past all of that and appreciate the movie for what it is. In fact, I appreciated the friends in the street. The people on the street were so nice. And like I mentioned, Andrew Walker in a three-piece suit, drawing architectural renderings of the town looking handsome and a good guy he liked her he made sure he knew he was straightforward that is a christmas gift to humanity i always nitpick on like the moms and the dads <laughs> in these movies and i have nothing bad to say alicia witt's dad so is like joe biden and then and then was he not he was. right uncle joe. you know like like mr rogers uncle joe and then andrew walker's mom is gorgeous there were no bad wigs there were no wigs at all <laughs> And I just have to say that even if Andrew Walker was like 99% the reason why I like this movie, I did tear up in the end when she sang her Christmas song. I cried. <laughs> that is huge for Chingai that stays away. My goodness, the musical movies this season, two for two. I think they heard our last episode <laughs> and how awful, their, how awful their past music movies were and they just had to do better. <laughs> and do amazing they did good job movies and mysteries miracles of christmas this is truly a miracle up next is deliver by christmas the second offering from the and mysteries channel starring alvina august and eon bailey Molly meets Josh, a widower who recently moved to town with his young son. At the same time, she is charmed by a mysterious client of her bakery, whom she's never met in person, and doesn't realize that they're one and the same. You know your mom loved you more than anything. Let there be Christmas. Let the whole world You're a good listener. I know what it's like to need to talk to someone. Are you just going to keep talking on the phone? It's complicated. Charlie wants you to be happy. Hi. Hi. 
Deliver My Christmas was the movie that I was the least excited about only because I didn't know who the actors were. It was great to come into this movie with like zero expectations. It was the last one I watched among the four and I was blown away. I was blown away by the storyline. It was not something that I would have expected from Hallmark. Yes, movies and mysteries usually does have more interesting more <laughs> interesting plots. So yeah, th- this one mixes it up a little. It's a little sleepless in Seattle. It's a little you've got mail and more and so much more. It delivers on it delivers <laughs> on diversity. <laughs> on diversity because Alvina August, she's great. I love her sister. There there's a lot of kid in this movie. So if if I had to say something about the seasonal tropes, it's like, yeah, what's Christmas with without kids, right? But maybe it could be great if we had a movie without kids. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so I love the fact that they're going through two relationship storylines simultaneously. They're establishing this like bumping into each other attraction where they bump into each other all over town and they're each with respective kids, her niece, his son, and they don't really become friends, but they, they, you know, they're acquaintances. They see each other everywhere. And then they have their other relationship where they talk on the phone all night. And I am a sucker for these talking on the phone, love letter writing kinds of movies. I just love these. Because no one does phone calls anymore, okay? And so... I come from a time... <laughs> okay, I'm gonna age myself. Yeah. But I come from a time when people talked on the phone for hours and it's just so nice to see in movies. And, you know, I am all for the authentic conversations and that's all this movie is about, authentic conversations. So I love the chemistry when they're talking on the phone, when they're seeing each other in person. He looks like a scruffy Bradley Cooper version 2.0. I, I like it. I, I think they look great. They work well together it's well acted it's such a surprise and again i don't know if we're just you know over like projecting our feelings but diversity works hallmark there was some like controversy apparently there are some evil people in the internet duh, that were making some comments about this movie and i think that um, ian bailey is married to an african-american woman in real life and he said in his instagram that this is the first movie where his children would see that the love interest look like their mother and that to me just like, oh. dude, 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 dude. Ian Bailey, we last saw him, in, at least I last saw him on center stage as Maureen's, you know, waiter boyfriend. And obviously he was oh cute there. Oh my God, that was him. Yes. And now he's here as a father. And it, uh, I'm just so blown away by this casting. Alvina August is gorgeous. Ian Bailey is amazingly silver, foxy, zaddy, handsome. Watch out, Brennan Elliott. And just like the authentic conversations that sprung out of this movie is something to behold. It's like, like you were mentioning, kind of like you've got mail, but make it Hallmark, but a novel concept because it's difficult to act like you're just talking on the phone and make it look like there's chemistry. And yet they brought I wanted to suddenly call up people and probably be a creeper because no one wants to receive a phone call these days. But they were so looking forward to, you know, always hearing each other's voices. Those late Yeah, the, the looks on their faces yes. when when they see the, the phone light up or when the phone rings, they immediately light up. And it's just, it, it makes me feel so good. Exactly. It's like Pavlov's response. <laughs> you, you see their name on your phone and you get like a bit excited. And the awkward silences when they'd have when they would have quote unquote nothing else to say but so much to say but they, you know they were holding back oh, i yes loved those parts 
So chemistry overall, I'm amazed and blown away, but I just have to call out, and I know this is a unpopular opinion, but Jessica, the woman that his brother, that Eon Bailey's brother and his wife were foisting on her, I feel for her. This chick just liked him. And she, you know, she slid into his DM, she shoot her shot, shot her shot. I never can say this phrase right, but she did what she had to do. Was she the girl for him? Obviously not, but I respect that. I respect her asking him out. Maybe a bit, again, she's not Andrew Walker, so it, it looks a bit creepy, but we've all been there. We've all been, or at least I've been there. And justice for the Jessicas of the justice world. Justice for Jessica, but you know, it wasn't for her. So good job on the chemistry. I am just like blown away. One of my favorite parts in this movie is when Molly and her sister realize that he's the guy the guy she's talking to on the phone is actually the guy she's been seeing all over town and and she spies on him to verify and it, it just I it tickled me so much because it's something that I would do oh, yeah. in real life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Spy on someone and you know, it's like okay, he's he's in he's in the candy store and I'm outside. And then okay, how do I know if it's him? Text him and then you, you check on the through the window if he's like looking at his phone and okay I'm gonna call him and then his phone rings I love that part so. <laughs> the creeper in me acknowledges the creeper in you and I am all for this movie he's just like a sad little Eeyore Zaddy <laughs> that I just wanna cheer up with some hot chocolate and cookies also, I love yeah. his Eeyore eyes he's an engineer <laughs> I am all for it. The engineers I work with never look this hot. So like, hell yes. And okay, I thought he was separated, which would have made me happier, but he's a widow. Of course, he's a widow. I'll give it to the son. The son, who I don't usually appreciate children, this son was actually quite thoughtful as a human being. And you were kind of like rooting for him. I was just rooting for everyone in this movie. The brother and the sister-in-law were amazing. Her sister and her niece, they were all so cute. Like everyone, every little piece in this was super duper nice. I love how the sister helped them get together in the end. Because she just finally, you know, like approached the brother and was like, Yo, is he dating Jessica? Because I got a girl. You know, like... To the point. This movie was great. <laughs> I need a it sequel. delivered that time. <laughs> I also need a sequel to this. In the same way, I love Jingle Bell Bride and I want to see what happens next. I want Deliver by Christmas Part 2. I want to see Elvina August. More of her. Baking. I haven't I haven't been this invested in a in a movie in a while. Me too! I mean, in a Hallmark movie in a while. So, yeah. I mean, this is something I would watch every year. I just said that I would totally come back to this. And so I guess it's quite obvious, out of the four movies that we watched this episode, Chingai, what would be your favorite? Hands down, Delivered by Christmas. Oh, I love it when an number one comes out and leads the race. I concur completely. Delivered by Christmas blew me away. I had no expectations for it. These are not the stars you usually see. And yet, and yet, they brought and yet, it. And yet. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Andrew Walker, you're always going to be in our heart, but no, Deliver by Christmas stole the show. It delivered on all the points, and we're all for it. So, yeah, congratulations, Movies and Mysteries. Point one for you. No, week one was really strong, and really suggest, if you're ever if you're ever going to like dive into Countdown to Christmas and Miracles of Christmas, these four are the best to start with. Definitely. These are the best to start with, hopefully not the best to end with, because we have 11 more episodes of this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a great start. And so you, just so you guys know, uh, at the end of these 12 episodes, so it's like our 12 days of Christmas um, offering to you guys, we'll be, I guess, ranking 
our favorite 12 of the season so that instead of having to watch 40 because lord knows we're the only crazy ones who are going to do this to our friends we will then recommend the 12 movies that we think you should check out this 2020 and this episode it would be delivered by christmas by a mile even if the rest of the offerings were actually quite a plus so what a freaking way to start this series let's hope it continues <laughs> Let's hope indeed. Thank you, Chingai, and thanks everyone for joining us on our maiden voyage. We are clearly pumped up and have so much energy, but watch this devolve into despair <laughs> and sadness as we uh, trudge our way through 36 more of these in the next coming weeks. See you next week. See you next week, guys. We, we shockingly will try to release one every week, so wish us luck on that. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.